0: I like that. Obviously, it's a whole church thing, so <laughs> that's cool. Um, so yeah, it's been it's good to be with you tonight, and just to to bring something that is it's um, a subject that's very dear to my heart, and assumably, it's a very dear to all of our hearts, because it's, it's something that we all should be passionately pursuing. So tonight, I am talking about passionately pursuing prayer. And um, it's really interesting, um, as I was thinking about bringing this word, and I was thinking about now, I was saying to God, God, what, what do I bring about this? Because and. Because when you look online at, like, books about prayer, you know there are thousands of books on prayer? And even as I was looking, there are there's a list, 119 best books on prayer. So they're the best books on prayer, 119 of them. So you can imagine how many books there are on prayer. There's just, like, thousands of them. And, um, you know, and I have read a few of those myself because I do... I found them encouraging, and they spur me on, and they they give me an insight and a bit more depth to to an understanding and of prayer. But I find it really interesting that, um, that there are so many books on prayer, and yet when we look in the Bible, and there's a story in there where Jesus, where the disciples asked the Jesus asked Jesus to teach them how to pray that it's actually just really simple and really straightforward how to pray. And um, I just want to say thanks to Faye, by the way, for being really vulnerable in sharing that testimony on prayer when she was just praying before God. You know, prayer is something so wonderful, so amazing and so powerful. And he does hear us when we pray. He does hear us when we're crying out. He does hear us when we're in pain. And even when we feel like we're so far from him, he hears us. And this is what's so amazing about prayer. And the message that I'm bringing you today is actually really, really simple. I'm not going to get complicated at all. And the reason is because I believe that prayer is not that complicated it's actually really simple. Um, you know, I wonder if um, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, um, I wonder if there was this, like, this great moment, this great anticipation and expectation. What is he going to say? You know, I wonder if that, right, okay, let's all sit down. And, you know, they leant forward, late, waiting to hear, what is Jesus going to say about prayer? Because Jesus was like, um, was always praying. The disciples saw him always praying. And he prayed ma- ma- amazing, mighty, powerful prayers. He would often go off to solitude places to pray. He would go up into the mountains and just pray all night and not come back. The disciples would sometimes be with him when he was praying wonderful prayers. You know, one time Jesus took Peter. John and James up with him into the mountains. And there they saw this transfiguration as as Jesus was praying. And then in John 17, we read this beautiful prayer that's been recorded for us in the Bible where Jesus is talking to his heavenly father. And it's this amazing, beautiful prayer of intimacy between Jesus and his heavenly father. And I want to just start by looking at um, Luke 11, where um, the disciples asked um, Jesus to teach them how to pray. So, if you want to look at Luke 11, I'm going to read a passage there. And I'm going to read from verse 1. So, one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, Which of you, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And here ends a lesson to the disciples according to Luke's gospel on how to pray. That's like... Um, 12 verses. And how many books are there in the world that you can buy on prayer? It's amazing, isn't it? And it's, what I find really amazing is like, you know, how simple this is. And um, um, prayer is, how there's so much on prayer that we can read about. And I think it's because of, of there's no, no like um, right or wrong way to prayer I think that there's so many different ways that we can pray, I think because God created all as individuals, and he created us all to be able to communicate with him and talk with him, and that was his design. when He created us, it was, it was so that we would um, talk to him and be in communication with him. and so no wonder there are so many different ways that we can pray to God and communicate with him and get to know him and, and for him to get to know us. so it's no surprising. And when Jesus starts this lesson to the disciples, it doesn't say to disciples that um, if you pray, there's no if in it at all. He says when you pray, there is an already an expectation that, that we will be praying and this is how we do it. It's not an if, but it's a when. So there's something about prayer that is for all of us. Jesus teaches us how we can approach God as this loving father, as our dad, someone we can draw close to him, declaring his goodness, his holiness, acknowledging his authority and will for our lives. And in that prayer, it talks about how we can recognize that he is the one that gives us all that we need. He is our provider. He is there for us to help us in in times of struggles and difficulties. That when temptations come, that he will help us and we can ask him to help us. And Jesus continues the lesson as he talks about persistence. Not giving up. Keep on asking, he says. Keep on knocking on that door, he says. Keep on seeking, he says. Because God, your God, is a good father. And he knows how to give you good things. So don't stop asking him. If your dad who, who is evil or who doesn't who who is wicked yet knows how to give his children good things, how much more can our heavenly father, who is so good, who is so good, give us good things and because he is a good good father and because he's somebody who will give us everything that we ask of him not amazing he gives us everything that we ask what an amazing promise that is it says that he also will give us the precious holy spirit to anyone who asks him for him you know, there's nothing in this world that's more precious than the Holy Spirit. There's nothing that we could ask for that's worth more than the Holy Spirit. And our Father says that if you ask me even for the precious Holy Spirit, I will give you, give, you, give him to you. Isn't that amazing? So if he'll give us the Holy Spirit, well, what else will he, will he give to us? What an amazing promise. And prayer is not meant to be that complicated. Neither should it be just some kind of lip service or something that we we just say and there's no feeling or connection or we feel like it's some duty that we should do. Because, you know, we're Christians. Everyone has to pray. We're Christians. We're supposed to get up in the morning and have our quiet times and read our Bible and say our prayers. Prayer is meant to be an overflow of our relationship with our Heavenly Father who loves us. It's meant to be a conversation between a God and His children. Between God and the people who He loves and He cares for. He wants to know you. And the way He knows you is when we pray. When we talk to Him. When we have conversation with Him. Jesus says in Mark 13... Verse 15, it says this. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. And even though I know this verse isn't really specifically about prayer... Um, It really struck me because it was talking about if we um, receive the kingdom of God like a child, we will enter it. And what struck me was when we pray and we're talking to our heavenly father, we are praying for the kingdom of God to come. We are praying, we're asking God that, God, we see what heaven's reality is. And we want to see what that heaven's reality is. We want to see it here on earth. We want to see people who are sick, that um, are struggling, that are in poverty, that are lonely, that are marginalized. That all of that, we want to see, God, that your kingdom will come. That your will will be done. And what I found about that verse that was meant so much to me when I read it was that, do you know, we can be like a child, and we can say to God, "God, this is a situation that's going on." Like a child, we can come to Him with our hearts wide open, like a child, and we will receive the kingdom of God. Isn't that amazing? Prayer isn't that complicated. Everyone, we've all been children. We all know how to be children. It's not like a lesson that we have to learn. Right now, you need to learn how to pray. Well, actually, we all know how to be like children. And God says if we come to him like children, he takes us in his arms. He blesses us. And we receive the kingdom of God. That's what prayer is. We can all pray. It's not that complicated. So no one should discount themselves. No one should discount themselves to pray powerful and effective prayers. You know, you can pray powerful and effective prayers. You can pray powerful and effective prayers. So why wouldn't we do it? Why wouldn't we? Jesus teaches the multitudes on the mountainside. It's the same kind of passage, really, and, um, in Matthew 6. And in that passage in Matthew 6, he talks about how prayer is not meant to be some showy thing. We don't, it's not meant to be something that, that makes us look all clever and well-learned and, oh, don't you say amazing things when you pray? It's not meant to look like we're anything special but it's meant to be a communication between us and our Father. We're not to pray like the hypocrites where we say one thing with our lips, but but our heart is saying something completely different. And I want to read that passage to you. It's Matthew 6, and I'm going to read verse 5 to 8. It says this, And when you pray, Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you, what you need before you ask him. He knows what you need before you ask him. We can come to him and he hears us. We can come to him and we don't have to be all clever or we don't have to think, well, I can't pray. You know, I wonder how many of us in this room, we discount ourselves from praying because we feel like, well, I don't know how to pray. But our Heavenly Father saying, just talk to me. I know what you need before you ask. Just talk to me because he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. The Bible helps us to understand more about God, about the God who we are praying to. The Bible shows us his plans and his desires. And as we learn about them and grow in our understanding of them, it helps shape our prayers. It helps us to align our hearts to, to God's heart so that we, we know the kind of things that we should pray for. And so I want to encourage you to read your Bibles. Don't feel like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what it says, I can't pray. Just read your Bible and you will get to know your heavenly Father. You will get to know how amazing and how wonderful he is and how much he wants to hear from you. Remember that you are talking to a relational God, a God who wants to have a relationship with you. The depth of relationship and intimacy the disciples would have seen that Jesus had with his father. When they saw him praying and they said to Jesus, Jesus, teach us to pray like this. We want that intimacy. We want to know what that is like. You can have that same intimacy with your father when you pray. When you know him. When you talk to him. When you just sit with him, when you listen to him, when you worship him. You know, if you think, I don't know what to say um, when I'm praying. You know, one, one good way you can pray to God and and, and it's really helpful is worship songs. Because a lot of worship songs are just prayers, but singing them. And it's psalms, when we read psalms, they're prayers and they're songs You know, we can pray to amazing prayers to God because there's so many wonderful songs that we can sing sing to and sing along to. Prayer connects our heart to the one who loves us so passionately, so passionately. Matthew 15 verse 8 to 9, it says this. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teaching are merely human rules. Our Heavenly Father is not impressed by clever words, by all these intellectual things that we can start grappling things with and, and we make it all kind of like really complicated. He's not impressed with that. You know, God has got more understanding He has got more wisdom than any of us who have in our little fingernail. You know, he, in his fingernail, he has more than what we have. And uh, the most cleverest Einstein that this world has ever produced. God is so much bigger, so much more wonderful than that. He's not impressed because he created that. He made that. What he's impressed with, what moves him, is our heart connection with him. That when we speak to him, it's from the heart. That when we adore him and we worship him, it's from the heart. It's from a place of saying, God, I want to know you. I want to love you. Um, one of the things that, one of the words that came tonight was that, um, you know, sometimes we don't feel loved. You know, we know God loves us and we hear it so many times, don't we? God loves you and, you know, and, but sometimes we, we don't always feel it or believe it. And it's the same with the presence of God. You know, God is here right now in this room. God is with you when you're walking down the street And we know that. People tell us, yeah, God is everywhere. But I wonder how much we actually really do believe it. That everywhere we go, that God is there. You know, when um, our children started high schools, each one started high school, we bought them a mobile phone and um, because they had to be in contact with us you know you never know an emergency might happen and I might need to contact them or they might need to contact me and you know there's probably so many of you probably of that age where you all probably went to school with a mobile phone but I didn't have a mobile phone until like I will tell you actually I've showed my age <laughs> <laughs> and it's like but all of a sudden kids need these mobile phones don't they And so we bought our kids um, a mobile phone. It was a gift, really, because we wanted them to be able to stay in contact with us. And even though I wouldn't expect them to to always, like, phone me or anything like that, and I'm sure that they would feel like it was more of a curse than a gift if I was always constantly ringing them up, saying, where are you? What are you doing? (laughs) You know, I think they'd be, like, really sick of it. Um, But it's good to know, isn't it, that... That my kids, I feel like that I'm really pleased that my kids can phone me if they need to and and I can contact them when I need to. And um, it helps them to feel safe. It helps them to feel connected at all times. You know, prayer is such a wonderful gift to us. Our ability to have a conversation with an almighty God at any time, is a gift to us. That we don't have to go to some special place. We don't have to go to some temple or to some priest to pray to our Heavenly Father. Because we can pray to Him whenever we want to. We can have a conversation whenever we want to. And it costs more than the price of a mobile mobile phone and a network. Our ability to be able to communicate with our Heavenly Father cost him his life. You know, when he was on the cross... And when he died on the cross, the the temple curtain was ripped in two, signifying that no longer is there anything separating us from the presence of God, that we can go to him, we can talk to him, we can be driving our car, walking down the street, we can be sat in our rooms, we can be anywhere, and we can talk to our heavenly father. It's a precious gift to us. Our Heavenly Father loves keeping in touch with us. If my kids started phoning me, like, every moment of the day, so, so it meant I couldn't get any jobs done. If, like, I was uh, just about to do an, a job, and uh, my phone rings, and it's them, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 and put the phone down. And then, they, then I think, right, I get on with it now. And they phone me again, and I'm like, I'm never going to get anything done. But do you know our Heavenly Father is not like that? He loves it when we contact him. He loves it when we speak to him. You know, we never trouble for him when we pray to him. In fact, in Ephesians 6, it also says this and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, pray, prayer to. Many has been reduced to special occasions, or maybe when we're having troubles, or when we're sick, or if we go to church, or something like that. But prayer is that, because it is an amazing thing for us, that we can pray when we're sick. When we're having troubles, we can pray. And when we go to church, it's great to pray together in community and with one another. And it's great to be able to go to prayer meetings. And it's great on special occasions to pray. But prayer is so much more than that. That should not be the only times when we hear prayers or when we pray. We should be always continually having a conversation with God, praying to him, talking to him. You know, those phones I give to my kids, if they had them switched off all the time and they just left them at home and only ever switched them on whenever they came home and I I was in the room next to them anyway, it would be such a waste, wouldn't it? What a waste that would be. You know, we are to be those that pray constantly. This is God's amazing gift to us, to have a conversation with him, to be able to, to praise him and to give him thanks and and to call on him for help and for wisdom, to see his kingdom and say, God, we want to see your kingdom and your, your rule come in this situation. What is your will for this, God? Let your will be done. I think that... Um, Um, that um, if, um, I wonder like how many of us in this room would be able to say, I honestly believe that God is with me all the time. I wonder how many of us in this room would say, I constantly know that God is with me. And I'm not talking about feeling his presence. I'm talking about knowing whether I feel it or not, that God is always with me. I love this psalm and I'm going to read it to you. This Psalm 139. I won't read all of it. Um, this beautiful psalm, it says this It says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a tongue, before a word is on my tongue, you Lord, knew it completely. Your right hand will hold me fast. God is everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, now, our being able to pray, to simply talk to God, is not only a wonderful, precious gift to us, but it is our calling. It is how when God created you, his intention was that as his children, that we would partner in, with him to make a difference in this world. And so the way we make a difference in this world is not just through our actions, and, but it's through our prayer. We can make a difference through our prayer. We can come against the schemes of, of the evil one. We can come against the schemes of, of evil spirits through our mighty, wonderful, powerful prayers. You know, if we, when we don't realize how powerful this gift that God has given to us, when we don't use this gift that God has given us, it is a waste It's God's gift to you. It's God's calling for your life, to make a difference, to change. And I want to show a video, if that's okay. You ready to show it? It Mice. video, using the wrong tools for a job. (laughs) We made that video a while ago. It was an advert for a conference we did last year, but I was thinking about it when I was preparing for this, and I thought, oh, actually, I'll show that. It's quite funny. And um, And this is what it's like if God has given us prayer. Prayer is this powerful tool that God has given to each and every one of us. And if we don't use it because we think, oh, we can get by without it. You know, quite often I think that. I forget how powerful prayer is. And I go about my business and I'm thinking, oh, my word, I've not even prayed about that. I've not even thought about that. I've not even given God a second thought. And we can so often go on through life. and, And we're wondering why something's so difficult. We're wondering why... We're struggling to make the right choice about something or we're wondering why we're feeling distant from God. And it's because we've not given him a second thought. God is there to give us so much of himself, his wisdom and his power and his presence. Prayer is this amazing, wonderful gift to us. You know, we can see in the Bible um, how powerful prayer is. We can see from the story of Moses how prayer can change the mind of God. God's mind was changed because of Moses' prayer. You know, he changed his decision. God relented when Moses asked him not to destroy the Israelites because God was fed up with them. And said, "Right, I'm going to build a nation through you, Moses, and I'm going to destroy this lot because they're just not being faithful." And God, pr- and Moses prayed and changed God's mind. We can see from the story of Abraham how God listened to him about a concern, his concerns for a city, and so God did, did not said he would not destroy that city if there was any righteous people there. God listened to Abraham and changed the situation. In the book of James, it says that Elijah, a man like us, a man like you, Elijah, a man like you, prayed away the rain and then prayed it back again as a way to confront a corrupt ruler. A man like you, a woman like you, a woman like me. he wasn't a woman, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, human, you know, and he wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. so we're, you know, we're of greater anointing than Elijah because we have the Holy Spirit. And he prayed for the rain to stop and it stopped. Prayer is powerful. Prayer can change things in a powerful and wonderful way. You know, I'm so tempted to say that that prayer is this great mystery because I don't always understand why my prayers don't always get answered. But what I do know is that when my prayers are answered... When I do see amazing things happen, when I've seen people healed, when I've seen people who I've prayed for to get a job get a job, when I've seen certain answers to prayers, I, there's nothing more exciting and exhilarating than hearing the testimonies that I've partnered with God as his child and made a difference in somebody else's life. That's you. You can make a difference in people's lives. But we have to be those that passionately pursue prayer. We have to be those that don't give up. That we keep on praying. We keep on asking. We keep on knocking. Because we will get what we ask for if we do not give up. Um, Can we end with a response song? Is that okay? Okay. You know, if today, um, I mean, I said to you this was going to be quite a simple talk on prayer. But the main thing that I want you to go away with is that, that prayer isn't that complicated. Yet prayer is a gift to you. It's a calling of God upon your life to partner with him, praying powerful and effective prayers. Now, if you can go away from here just passionately wanting to pursue prayer to a greater level. And as you become more and more aware of the presence of God, more and more aware that God is with you wherever you go, I can guarantee you will have these feelings where I just want to be on my own with him right now. As we increase our desire to know him more, to, to, to realize his presence is always with us you will want to be with him and it's in those places that you will, you will pray those powerful and effective prayers so if we could just respond with um, just open our hearts to God if you might, wouldn't mind standing up if that's okay just position yourself with your heart towards him Just saying to him from your heart that, God, I want to make a difference, God. God, I want to know what it is to pray from that intimate place of being known by you. Lord, increase my connectedness to you, Lord God. My heart to your heart, Lord. my desires be your desires God I thank you God that you see me when I'm crying I thank you God that you see me when I'm laughing I thank you God that you see me when I come to you and you hear me God when I pray and that's the same for every single person in this room that you hear us we pray.